0: You don't just apply to have a TEDx talk. You start by giving a 30-second elevator pitch in front of 10 colleagues. You start your public speaking career not by getting on a stage in front of 100 people. You start by speaking in front of the three people that show up at the New York Public Library. This is Show Your Business Who's Boss. Listen in on behind-the-scenes, unfiltered conversations with my favorite business owner friends who take charge and make their businesses work for them. Don't just be your own boss. Show your business who's boss. I'm Pia Silva. Hey, guys. It's going to be just you and me today because I've got some pretty big stuff going on right now, and I really want to share it with you. So if you haven't heard yet, my... TEDx talk came out last week and you should definitely check it out after this episode but today I wanted to take the opportunity to talk about the topic I spoke about in my TEDx in more depth. I want to give you some behind the scenes details that you really should know especially if you are thinking about things like TED talks and those things are on your radar for the future. Plus, the launch of the talk happens to coincide with the launch of my next cohort for my program Leap to Badass Authority. And not surprisingly, they're also beautifully aligned in their purpose in the world. So I'm going to talk about that in a little bit as well. But first, I really wanted to give you an inside scoop on the TEDx talk, both because I learned so much from the process, And because I only had 18 minutes to talk about something that is really core to my philosophy on life and business. And obviously, I have so much more to say on the topic. And I've also got a lot to say about how this topic relates to business specifically. And I couldn't talk about all of that in this TED Talk because they are very clear that you need to make sure that your talk is not perceived in any way as a business pitch or they're just very scared about it becoming something pitchy and marketing, which I completely understand. Um, it was hard for me because a lot of the things I wanted to talk about, I wanted to use business as an example. And you'll see, I did weave it in there a little bit because it seemed weird. The the earlier versions of the talk where I wasn't mentioning my business at all seemed A little odd considering what a big part of my life they are. So I gave it just a hint, but I have so much more to say about it. And I think that the business related stories are what are really relevant to you guys. So it's okay. It gives me a lot of great stuff to share here. And it it let me infuse the talk with a lot more personal stuff, which I think a lot of people might enjoy. So to start it off, I want to tell you a couple of quick stories that aren't quite related to business, but these stories have become almost fables in my life story, and they have influenced a lot of the things that I've done recently. So the first story, we got to take it back to 2005. It was the summer after my junior year of college. My best friend had just come back from six months in chile abroad studying abroad and she had fallen in love with this guy who was also 20 named sebastian and she had gotten engaged and this was all a little crazy right for all of us but she was very much in love and she was visiting me in florida we were enjoying hanging out after not seeing each other for a very long time. And she was plotting how she was gonna get back to Chile and how she was gonna get him here and poor college kids, we had no money. And while we were on this trip in Florida, we went to do one of our favorite things at the time, which was to go purse shopping at TJ Maxx, which for some reason back then, TJ Maxx had the best purses in Florida specifically. So we're at TJ Maxx and she finds this bag and it's so her and it was expensive for TJ Maxx. I don't remember exactly how much it was. It was either 80 bucks or like 200 bucks, but either way, it was a lot of money and a lot more than either of us would probably feel comfortable spending on a bag, especially when we don't have any money and she's trying to save money to go see her fiance. And so we're standing in TJ Maxx looking at this bag. She's like, "Oh, it's a beautiful bag though. It's so different and it's so me." And but I'm supposed to be sa- saving money for my flights and you know how am I going to get back to see my fiance? And we debated over this for a, a while and finally we just decided, "Look, this bag may not come around again, right? And a bag, you'll have this forever. And you can figure out how to make this money some other way. As much as you're in love, like, we don't know what's going to happen with this fiance in Chile. So I say, buy the bag. So she buys the bag. And who knows, I don't remember how long it was later, but a few months later, the fiance is, you know, no longer. I don't remember how that all ended but the point is it's a distant memory but she had that bag for years and she loved that bag and that bag became a symbol of leaping of just doing it and worrying about the consequences a little bit later. And as superficial as a purse may be, it represented something that was there in the moment. And even though it might be a little scary what might happen, it became our man- mantra. Always buy the bag. And we have been saying that to each other ever since. So a couple of years later, I'm living with my friend. And that's when I met Steve. And Steve ended up actually moving in with us for about a few months before he and I moved out to our own apartment. And we also moved out into a new apartment with very little money. And when we finally got to our apartment and that first week we were there, we were surveying the neighborhood and trying to figure out, you know, where do we buy groceries and all of that. We found out that the, and actually talked about this in the money episode, that the neighborhood was very expensive. So the supermarket down the street I wouldn't even call it a supermarket. It was like a fancy organic grocery store. But the normal supermarket, the place where you actually go and buy groceries, was a good 20-minute walk. And so we said, you know what, we're going to need bikes with baskets on it so that we can go grocery shopping and not have to lug these groceries 20 minutes each way. So we went shopping for bikes and... It turned out when it was all said and done, the two used bikes plus the locks and the chains, which were very important, all in was going to be $420. I do remember that number because it was a lot of money. And at the time, we were paying $900 a month in rent. So that was half a month of rent and not money we had laying around. And we had to make a decision. And that's when I told Steve about the bag story. And I said, I think we gotta buy the bikes because you know what? Always buy the bag. And he agreed and we bought those bikes and it was the best decision we made. At the time, it was worth it to push ourselves to get those things because we really needed it. And it was scary to spend that kind of money when we had none and we didn't know where it was necessarily coming in from, but it was, a push, a push towards settling ourselves into a lifestyle that wasn't going to be made infinitely harder by needing to spend all this extra time and energy shopping for food. And always buy the bag has become a mantra for me and Steve as much as it has for me and my friend. Which brings me to the topic of my TEDx talk. When you bank true confidence in yourself, anything is possible in life and I've found in my experience that the only way to bank true confidence is by taking leaps now I define a leap as going after something you really want or something that is true to you and who you want to be even when the outcome is scary or unknown, and you do it anyway, not because it's always going to work out the way you want it to, but because the act of taking those leaps is how you build true confidence in yourself. True confidence is that deep inner strength that every one of us carries around to some degree. You don't have it or you don't. People have degrees of true confidence. And that confidence is something that you need to build over time. It comes from experiences. And the more times that you have the experience where you go after something without knowledge of the outcome or without feeling even secure that you know how it's going to turn out, which is how I define leaps, The more often you do that, the more times that you have that experience, the more your body, not just your mind, but your actual body learns that it doesn't matter if things do or don't work out exactly the way you want, you're always going to be okay. And every time you face adversity or you have a failure and you get up and then do something else, every time you have that experience, you strengthen that core inner confidence in yourself. And in my experience, it makes you more able to go after bigger and bigger things. It makes you able to take bigger and scarier leaps. Because how scary something is or how fearful you are is all relative, right? If you've never done anything outside of your comfort zone, I mean, there are people in this world who have never left their small town. Just going to another state is a scary prospect and meeting new people. If you've never done something like that, that's a leap for you. But if you're somebody who has traveled around the world, then traveling to a foreign country is not gonna feel like much of a leap for you. If you've never invested any money in your business, then investing anything is going to be a leap for you. I remember the first time I invested in my business, Significantly, it was when I joined b and like three months into my business, and I think it was $1,200 for the year. And that felt like a lot of money. As I've said before, I've invested much more heavily in recent years. I've put down as much as $30,000 in one sitting, investing in an idea to grow my business in some way. You don't just spend $30,000 on your business overnight. You spend fifty. And then, and, then 1, 000, and then you spend five hundred, and then you spend a thousand, and then you spend five thousand. And it's the same thing with any kind of leap that you're taking. You don't just apply to have a TEDx talk. You start by giving a thirty second elevator pitch in front of ten colleagues. You start your public speaking career not by getting on a stage in front of a hundred people. You start by speaking in front of, the three people that show up at the New York Public Library, which is one of the things I did when I first started speaking. And you know what? When I did that, it was really scary. Those first few dozen times that I spoke in front of groups, many of those times I was in some small room with less than 10 people in it. I was terrified. I was literally shaking. I was so uncomfortable because public speaking is hard and public speaking is scary and especially if you haven't done it enough it's going to be a very scary thing to do and you don't know what's going to happen you don't know if people are going to like it you don't know if it's going to get you any sort of results you don't know if you're going to fumble or embarrass yourself or a million other things that are probably going through your head that make it so scary but the act of taking those leaps And I was going to say smaller leaps, but they're only smaller in comparison to bigger leaps later. Just the act of taking whatever leap feels big to you is the only way to adjust yourself and have the experience that, for example, I had in all of those speaking engagements. Like I remember once I went to (laughs) I spoke in the back room of this like new car show place on the West side in Manhattan. I don't even know how I ended up there, but it was maybe just somebody had a connection and it was an empty room. So there were the eight women from some entrepreneurial group and I spoke at at the front of the room. Just these weird experiences. Who knows what came from them? It doesn't matter. The point is having had so many experiences like that, it adjusted me and taught me deep inside, not Yes, logically, but but more importantly, it like taught my body that I can show up and do something that is totally weird or scary, or I, I have no idea what's going to happen from it. And ultimately, I'm fine. I'm okay. In each experience, I learned that no matter what happens, I can show up and deliver and be okay. And it's not that the goal is just to be okay. It's that the goal is to have that experience because it adjusts your body to learning that no matter what happens, you're going to be okay. And the more you do that in ways that are outside of your comfort zone, the gr- the larger your comfort zone becomes. So your comfort zone will expand greatly. And I don't think you can bypass those experiences. You can't just go to your first speaking engagement is on a stage of 100 people. Your first financial investment is not $30,000. But if you have goals and vision for your company, for yourself, for your business and your life, and those goals are... A stretch from where you are now how are you going to fill the gap between where you are and where you're trying to go you're going to have to do and try a bunch of things that are new for you <laughs> that are probably intimidating that are definitely not a guarantee right you're gonna to have to do things that are new that you're not gonna know exactly how they're gonna turn out And you're probably going to have to do a lot of things that you don't even know right now you're going to have to do. And you're never going to know what those things are unless you start leaping. Because you're never going to see the opportunity that exists at the $30,000 investment level. You're never going to see that experience if you don't invest in yourself at $1,000. You're never going to see the $100,000 investment opportunity if you don't invest $30,000 in yourself. You're not going to see the opportunity to grow your business into a multi-million dollar empire that changes the conversation in your industry and positions you as the eminent thought leader in your space you're never going to see what that could even look like if you stay playing small and the only way to stretch to those places that again you probably aren't even aware exist right now is to start taking those leaps and those stretches out of whatever is comfortable for you. And you can do this in a lot of different ways. You can do this in your business by constantly pushing yourself to do things that are uncomfortable, to adjust your body to the feeling of doing things that are uncomfortable, doing things that are scary or new, taking leaps without any clear outcome, without knowing exactly how it's going to turn out and experiencing when it doesn't turn out well and experiencing when it turns out really well. And learning that regardless of what happens on the back end, you have built a little more true confidence in yourself. But you can also do it in your life. Every time you do something new, you're building on that confidence, whether it's in your business or your life, it doesn't matter. So if you walk away with one idea today, I hope it's this. It doesn't matter how big the leap is. It just matters that it's a leap for you. And the more often you take those leaps in your life, the greater you are expanding your capacity for taking leaps. And only through taking bigger and bigger leaps are you going to be able to see opportunities for your life and yourself that you are completely unaware of right now. If you have huge ideas and goals and visions for your business and yourself right now, awesome. How are you going to get there? Because the gap between where you are and where you're looking to go is going to require you to do a bunch of things that you may not even be aware of right now. And how are you going to prime yourself to be able to take those those challenges head on? And how likely are you to jump into the deep end every time there's something new that you need to do that's scary? How willing are you to take those jumps? Do you want to be ready for them? If you want to be ready for them, then you you need to start training. And like I said, if you're a business owner, you've already been training. You had to be, because it requires taking chances on yourself to be a business owner in the first place but I don't care where you are in your business, there is always somewhere greater to go. And I know this because I've had the experience of being terrified of something new that I'm doing over and over and over again. And I think what will be most illuminating on this idea is the very fact that I was pretty terrified about this TEDx talk in the first place. This talk is about taking leaps and building true confidence. And this talk is a huge leap for me. And the irony is not lost on me that I'm talking about the very thing that I was doing in the speech. Now, what's interesting is that the actual delivery of the speech was not a huge leap, because that is something that I have done a lot. So when it came to it, and I showed up on the set, and I had to deliver the speech, that was actually the least nerve wracking part of the whole thing, because I have done that so many times, which just goes to show again, that if you do this kind of work over and over again, you can adjust your body to feel that kind of inner confidence where you're no longer... Nervous or scared about something that may have terrified you a long time ago. I know I would have been terrified to do this five years ago. But sharing this talk with a much wider audience and even putting myself out there to speak on a stage about confidence when I knew I was really nervous about putting myself out there. I mean, I had many moments where I thought to myself, oh my God, who the fuck do I think I am to speak about confidence when I am feeling super insecure right now? <laughs> you know, like, am I, contra- am I not the person and I had to remind myself what I'm going to remind you right now, which is having confidence doesn't mean that you don't have fears and it doesn't mean that you don't have some sort of apprehension about doing something new. Quite the opposite. I have the same kind of fears doing this TEDx as I had when I was giving a networking 30-second speech. It's not that different. It's just that the the stakes are higher. But they don't even feel higher to me. They just, in fact, maybe even the networking was a little bit scarier <laughs> because I was so new in that arena. So I guess what I've learned through all of this is to just... Hold on and enjoy the ride because this is never going away. Clearly, I am going to keep pushing myself to do bigger and bigger things because pushing yourself to take those kinds of leaps is where the growth is. Pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone is where you get to really face your own inner challenges. And I have to keep remembering that I could keep my business where it is and have a really easygoing life here. I'm never going to do that. I'm not built to do that, apparently. I want to keep pushing because that's kind of the fun of it. That's the point of it. It's not necessarily about growing bigger. It's about just growing personally and learning new things. And that's what motivates me. And it's about growing in terms of how many people I help and how I help them and how how much more effective I am at helping them. And these things will never end. There is always more to do there. And I find that very motivating. And I know that a lot of my people also do. So if you're listening and that resonates with you, then I guess you're my people. So the moral of the story is settle in, get comfortable with focusing on the leaps and detaching from the outcomes because the outcomes will come if you focus on pushing yourself to take those bigger and bigger leaps. And through the act of taking those leaps and building that true confidence, you're going to start to see so many more opportunities available to you. I had no idea that the things that I'm doing in my business now were even a thing. Three years ago, I had no idea that it might be possible for me to Do a TEDx talk. I mean, that really wasn't on my radar. And not only did I get this TEDx talk, I had somebody approach me and ask me to do it on their stage. I had no idea that could be a thing (laughs) that would happen to me. So these are opportunities and possibilities that were only on my radar once I had taken big enough leaps and put myself out there enough that they became possible and they weren't possible before. And as I continue to grow and continue to have those experiences, I am starting to realize that it gets easier in many ways, but I'll always have some of that core fear that will always come up when I do something bigger because that's just how I'm built. That's how I am. And I'm working on adjusting to it. Obviously, it's not a paralyzing fear because I still do these things. But maybe a little bit of fear is good. I've heard it said that the that the chemicals that go through your body when you're scared are also the chemicals that go through your body when you feel excitement. Like if you go on a roller coaster and you're at the top of the roller coaster and you're about to go down, some people might feel incredibly fearful and others might feel incredibly excited for the thrill of it. But either way, it's a rush of the same bodily feelings. And fear and excitement are very similar Experiences. So, something that I'm working on is trying to use those fears and turn them into that excitement because sometimes I feel fear and excitement at the same time. And giving this speech was one of those times, and sharing this speech is one of those times. So, I'm really excited for you guys to watch it and a little nervous. Uh, And I'm also really excited to tell you about and hopefully invite you to join me. To take a really big leap in your business in the next year. And that's why I called my year long group program Leap to Badass Authority. Because there are a bunch of really badass entrepreneurs in my world who are awesome at what they do, they deliver really high results, they have happy clients, they make money, but They still work all the time. They haven't figured out how to run their business in a way that supports them also becoming an authority in their space. And going from awesome business owner that makes revenue to being seen as an authority in your space requires a completely different level of commitment, a different structure in your business, and the development of a deep, true confidence in yourself. It requires being super strategic about how you run your business so that you can create enough money and time to actually build your authority. Building your authority takes a lot of energy and effort and very high level thinking. It's not something you do in your spare time. It's not something you do at night and on the weekends. It's something you need to be thoughtful about and have a plan and strategy to execute. And you can't do that when your business is all-consuming. So you have to do it in two phases, really. First phase is to set your business up for success so that it creates the time and space available for you. And then step into your authority. Because authority building is not just about sharing your brilliance and creating the content. It's about doing the deeper work that's required To be able to really show up with that kind of true confidence and be able to take leap after leap to show up in bigger and bigger ways. And nobody is immune to the fears that come up when you do that because you really put yourself out there and you need to put yourself out there in bigger and bigger ways that might make you feel uncomfortable sometimes. And that's okay. That's where all the opportunity is. But it's also why most people don't do it it requires you to put yourself out there on a level that really should intimidate you if you're doing it right and if it doesn't it's because you're not really pushing the limits of what you can do i found that if it's too comfortable it means you're really not sharing enough of yourself and your ideas so this kind of work requires you to bet big on yourself and that's scary for people too. It's scary to bet on yourself. Some people get intimidated because they feel like maybe betting on themselves means that they're full of themselves or they just don't believe in themselves. Or you do believe in yourself, but it's still scary because what happens if you go for this and it doesn't work? Or what happens if you try and you fail? Well, now you, you know, It's one thing to try and fail in your own home when you're building a business. It's quite another to try and fail out there in the world in front of an audience. And that's why this is taking it to a new level that most business owners don't go for. It's one of the biggest leaps that any business owner can take to go from a business that's generally working to, saying, I want to be the preeminent authority in my space. I want people to see me as a celebrity figure in my space. I want people to reach out to me, dying to work with me because they love what I think and how and what I say and my perspective. They trust me to show them the way. That is a huge switch, a huge switch in how you show up in your business every day and how you think about your business. But that switch is the difference between constantly pitching yourself, constantly writing proposals, but also even just looking for business to having people knocking down your door, people reaching out, asking you to do the very things that you're dying to do now offering you opportunities that you wish you could get right now. I just had a phone call with someone the other day. Before we said anything, she said, look, I know I want to work with you. I I actually am hoping that you will allow me to hire you. And I just need to figure out which of your offerings is the right one for me. When that starts happening, everything opens up for you. The tide starts flowing towards you instead of away from you. You're no longer out there chasing So if you think, no, if you know that you're ready to take that next big leap toward putting yourself in the forefront and sharing your brilliance and your ideas and being seen as an authority figure, even if it's scary, you know deep down that this is the next step for you. And you're ready to build your business in a way that not only supports you being in front of it, but also allows you to work less, actually. Because this is about being strategic about your time and your energy and spending your efforts to do the things that matter the most in your business and, frankly, forgetting the rest. It's about being smart about what you don't do. So you can either drop certain things completely or you outsource them. And we do both of those things. Saying no is a huge part of this, too. Remember how I always talk about saying no to clients that aren't a perfect fit? Well, leaping to badass authority is also about saying no on a whole other level because it's about saying no to clients that maybe are a perfect fit. It's about saying no to opportunities that seem pretty good in order to make space for opportunities that are amazing. In order to make space for the kinds of clients and projects and financial opportunities that are on a whole other level. Sometimes you have to say no to something good to make space for something great. It's about thinking about your business as one big opportunity in front of you that you can do so many things with. And we're going to figure out what the best version of your business for yourself is and how you can build your authority to support that vision. And once you personally have authority, the world really opens up in a completely different way. And that's really exciting too. I mean, goal setting for me five years ago, it was actually a lot easier. It was much clearer because I had a limited number of things that I could work on. So I would look at my numbers and then I would see pretty clearly what needed to be done to hit those numbers. These days, our goal setting process has expanded. We spend a lot of time In what we call Disney mode just like brainstorming like way outside the box coming up with ideas that are maybe crazy and impossible let's write them down anyway right now because you know what sometimes the craziest ideas are actually absolutely doable so we do work like that now because those opportunities now exist but building authority is how you create those opportunities And after we have our our Disney list of all these ideas, you know, then we have to narrow down. And that's what I was talking about before. We, We have to say no to ideas that we are really excited about. And that would be really cool. I have a laundry list of things that I can't wait to work on that might be on the shelf until 2022, 2023, because there were other ideas that I was more excited about to do this year. And this is a very different approach and way of experiencing my business than I had five years ago. And those opportunities are there 100% because I built my authority. Because I know that certain kinds of people will pick up the phone when I call or certain opportunities will be available to me when I'm ready to take them. And that's what I want for you too. So if you think you might be ready or you're at least ready to explore the idea, maybe even letting yourself think about this as a possibility for you, maybe that's your leap right now. Maybe filling out an application and getting on the phone with me to discuss it might be a huge leap for you because maybe this wasn't on your radar before. But just know that we're not talking about incremental growth here. We're talking about taking a big leap in your business to a different level of operation where by this time next year, you're going, I don't even recognize my business. This is so cool. And I know exactly how this supports my dreams and my goals, not just now, but next year and the year after. That's what Alana Proust, who I interviewed a couple of weeks ago, that's how she looks at it now. She says, my business is unrecognizable from 11 months ago when we started this work. So if that is something that you want to explore, first of all, let yourself dream about it. Let yourself imagine that you could do something much bigger than you were thinking. Sometimes you just need permission to imagine that. Then go to badassyourbusiness.com backslash LEAP, L-E-A-P, and fill out an application. Now, last year, I got 200 applications for 10 spots, and I didn't advertise it anywhere. I just sent out an email to my email list. Um, So definitely fill out the application in full and give me as much information as you can. Look, it doesn't hurt to apply but I'm not going to offer you a call unless your application shows me that you're in a position to do this and you're ready. Mentally, your business is in a place to do this. I, I don't want to invite people in who are not in a position to actually make a leap. If you're struggling to get even that next client, you're probably not ready for this kind of work. But if you're somebody who has enough business, you're working more than you want to, and you're not quite making enough money, but you're making money and you have happy clients, I think for me, the most important part is that you have a certain level of confidence in your ability to deliver. So you're somebody who strives for excellence. You are able to deliver on your promise, and you have a lot of feedback that tells you that you have a lot of happy clients. Then this might be the perfect time to dream much bigger than you were before. I had a business coach a few years ago, um, his name is Mike Grotola, and he said this thing that always stuck with me. He said, look, you can think about business like a building and you can walk up the stairs little by little growing your business, or you can parachute to the top. You can think of much bigger steps that you can take that can get you somewhere faster. Is it scarier? Yeah high risk, high reward. But there are absolutely much bigger strides that you can take to get to the top of that building faster. And you just have to decide which kind of person you are and what approach you want to take. Of course, I said, "Um, hello, parachute. I'm definitely a parachute person. And that has pushed me to take bigger leaps ever since. So I'm really looking for the parachute people. I'm looking for people who Again, you can be scared about it, but that doesn't mean you aren't ready to do it. Someone who is ready to take their business by the reins, step up, and obviously show their business who's boss on a totally new level. You don't have to have all the answers. You shouldn't have all the answers. That's why you're coming into this group. And it is absolutely okay to be scared, but you do have to be ready and willing to leap outside of your comfort zone. And I promise you that if you end up filling out the application and I offer you a call and we get on the phone, I will push you to see if you really are ready to make this kind of commitment to yourself and your business and your goals. And if you are, only then will I invite you to join us. And if you're not, I'll give you some advice on where you should go next. But if you're ready to take a big leap in your business, then I can't wait to help you get there in 2021. So go to badassyourbusiness.com backslash leap. And remember, always buy the bag.